0: that's Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18
0: plus. Blob Talk Radio. Welcome
1: to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience revelatory teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price.
0: Well, good evening, and it is Tuesday night, and I'm getting used to my new schedule, so now I really have to keep up with the date. So it's Tuesday night, and it's Apostolic Christian Night. We're discipling Apostolic Christians around the world, and you know what, family? We're growing, it's catching on. Every day, we're getting new forms and new people committing and pledging to Apostolic Christianity. They come through our email. And it's amazing. So I want to thank all of you all who have already become a part of us and bless the Lord for you and bless your life as you walk forward in this brandy new, powerful thing God is doing called Apostolic Christianity. So, hey, welcome, welcome, and welcome. And tomorrow, actually, what do we have tomorrow? Come on, come on. Tomorrow at 12 News Central, right here, live from Tulsa, Oklahoma, lunch with Dr. Paula Price. Yes. And we're going to show you at last time how we're connecting you with, how we're going to stay stay connected with you, and then where we're going from here. You know, sometimes moves happen and, you know, God just shows up and slams everybody and, you know, we're drunk in the spirit, we're laid out, we're, we're full of euphoria. It's great. It's wonderful. And then we don't know what to do next. And... If he rests on us for three or four years, five or six years, all the better. That's, that's, that's more time for us not to figure out what are we going to do next. And then we say it's dried up. We've had people who say when God does a new thing, he wants to keep it moving. Well, no, God wants to keep moving. He needs to have us stable. We can't keep up with him. He's just God. That's why. And so, but this time, God told me, We're going to lay this thing out and then allow him to bring his people into it. And that is what he's been doing. And so we're well prepared for stage to stage, level to level, place to place, and point to point. Every step of progression in this, God has laid out for us over the last 30 years. So, hey, you're getting involved in something that will not be chaotic. You will not have to worry about who does what, how it's going to go. This is laid out waiting for you. So, spiritually, we, spiritually speaking, we built it, and now, hey, you can tell. Isn't that great? Marvelous. Marvelous. Well, let me say hi, kids, before they go. That probably, I'm sure, my East Coasters are already asleep. And if not, let them know I said hi. They can hear it tomorrow. Mom can play it. Dr. Price said hi to the kids. So, we say hi, kids, and good night. I will always bless the children because they guarantee our future. You take away kids, you take away tomorrow. Isn't that something powerful? So I'm thrilled I'm with that. And then before I get started, I want to do roll call because we haven't done that for a couple of weeks. And I was gone last week, and so hey, let's do roll call. Well, I was gone last Thursday. Okay. Yes. don't okay. you uh, I knew
1: mean, you were oh, up <laughs> Yes, do I have any roll calls yet? Well, we have a few uh, already chiming in on Facebook. A popular Luna from Joliet Yes, uh,
0: we, were we, we were together. in great City. We, we had a great time. Well, your city,
1: Louisiana. You know, couple Davis is a yes. on the line tonight. Pat Paul from Massachusetts. she you he's close? He's close. Hold us up. We, we were nearer to you, Pat. We were just a little bit closer. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Gainesville, Florida, Borrelia, Canada. Ah, Borrelia,
0: Canada. You know how I feel about Canada. You yeah. know I got Canada in my heart. Awesome. Yeah, I do. Canada, UK, Australia, hallelujah. And we cannot forget my people, my folk in the Africano states. I know I got someone tonight, so if y'all are there, you better let me know you're there, Africa, because I want to hear from you. <laughs> yes,
1: sign on. Augusta, Georgia, Millbrook, Alabama, Tucson,
0: Arizona, Ooh. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> milk, cheese, some milk,
1: of PA. Hey, that's hey. near your stomping
0: ground. Yes. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, that's way up. Yes. I've only been to, I don't know if I've been to, I've been to Providence once, years I ago. have been to Rhode Island ever. Yes, once. I think really? the only place in the New England states I haven't been yet is Vermont. I never got that far. Maine and Vermont. Those <laughs> two have to talk. Uh, up up wait, wait, wait. Hallelujah. mrs. Tennessee. Yeah. Miami. My Florida fam. Yeah, so you know, love the Florida fam. Right. Hallelujah. How about um, Periscope? Anybody we know?
1: No, we have
0: London. Ah, ah did I not say London? Hello, London You ought I can send you a kids for being up watching me. God bless you Arkansas, Fort Lauderdale, West Haven, Connecticut, Omaha, Nebraska, Trinidad, oh, Monroe, Connecticut, Long Beach, California, Milwaukee over here as well, Charlotte, North Carolina, Houston, Texas,
1: Atlanta, Ooh. South Carolina, Chicago again, Lorraine, <clears throat> Ohio, Racine,
0: Wisconsin, uh, Chicago again, uh-huh. Chicago's crazy. Yes, Yes, periscope is representing <laughs> Western, Texas, I, I, Texas, Virginia Beach. Oh, you're in that wonderful Virginia beach. I've never been there. I have to go there. I no, not, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I don't know. I think you should have a beach-to-beach tour. Um th- hey, where's my heart? Where it goes, like in Trinidad, Bahamas, and wherever yeah, there's a beach, wherever there's the the a beach, you
1: can make,
0: I, think I think our gospel deserves a beach.
1: <laughs> <You just laughs> walk on the water? Yeah, and, and hey, how can
0: you walk on water if you're never at a beach?
1: part of you see
0: A lot of things happen. Yeah, you see, I just got the revelation. That's why I've never walked on water. Not by a beach.
1: I'm
0: not by a beach. Okay, let's see if we can fix this. Hallelujah.
1: Fresno is represented. High Fresno? <laughs>
0: Bowie, Maryland. Bowie,
1: yeah, hey, I love it. Portland.
0: Portland is the other part of the state. Yeah.
1: Hillsboro, New Jersey is in the house. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, that's a little bit of a drive from where I used to be.
1: Ooh, Arkansas, Salisbury, Maryland, Fort Myers, Florida, Houston, Texas. Mm.
0: All right, Rhode Island is, is the ocean state.
1: Oh, uh, is that what it is? Oh, are they
0: tempting me? Go ahead, next with me. Go ahead, next with me, mate. That's right, Kim. That's all right. My feelings are hurt. I'm inspired. <laughs> Find me some water in Rhode Glory to God. We did well. Well, I welcome everybody aboard. And listen, just because we're into it doesn't mean that I don't want to know where you're from. because this is fun to me it's powerful and you are important and every now and then I like to stop and say thank you thank you for increasing our numbers thank you for growing it thank you for supporting me around the world and most importantly thank you for fighting for me and praying for me I feel it I know sometimes you're praying and you're wondering Lord, who am I praying for just put my name down we got two or three of those. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there's a more. Like okay, Two. Hey, and we're biblical. Did you notice? We're biblical. Two more, gathering together. There's three here. Oh, Lord. And we don't know how many is out there, but we, we know we're gathering together. We're growing every single week. The numbers are increasing. Block Talk Radio, you are phenomenal. We're coming up on our Block Talk anniversary. We've got to do fun stuff, you know? we should almost be coming up on our Periscope anniversary. Didn't we start this on Periscope? Once it Periscope, we started first. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes, and you started sponsorship first. Uh-huh. Exactly. There you go. So that
0: would be Yeah, yeah. okay. So that's all right. We're working through it, and if those of you who know, hey, let me know. Thank you for my supporters out there. I want you to know I appreciate you. You have no idea what you're making happen here in Tulsa because of your faithfulness, but if you stay on our website, you're follow us on, on Social media, you will find out all of the things that you're making happen because you believe God with me. So that's great. So, actually we were talking before the show. What were we talking about? You
1: talking about the women's
0: rally? Yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the
1: blisterhood.
0: Yeah. I know you do. Did you want to share a few? Because you were very vocal, <laughs> you know. Listen, I want to say this before we get into it. Part of, of you know, as your, as uh, one of God's apostles and the one that's presenting, to you every week, we have a duty to make sure that you understand where the Lord is in everything, and so that you can, by choice, be on the Lord's side. And so, having said that, I want to let you know where God is in this. Now, remember, when you think about these rallies, remember the, the scripture, which said every man walks, and woman walks in the name of their God. Now, you may not hear them say it, but trust me around the table. You know, I appreciate Apostle Nona being on. Maybe she'll give that link for the spirit cooking that she told me about. There's a link. Is it on YouTube or something with the spirit cooking for those celebrities that you love so much? Hallelujah. You need to go, and she'll put that on for me if she can find it, and you'll just watch the screen, and she'll have it pop up, and if not, one of our people will get it and pass it on. But you need to understand these people are fighting for God. This whole thing has been a God fight. It really has. And we have lost sight of the fact that it was a God fight. Jesus came. And some of you right now should have read Exodus 12, 12, what God said when he did the, the From darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God. Who did Jesus have to face off with? Satan in the mountain after starving for forty days. I mean, the God, you know, after three days we hallucinate. I don't do well after four years. <laughs> no, you don't, no, yeah. baby, you don't. You think you're fighting for a Christian You're not And I told you all that our last president was Muslim I said it I said it because I saw the spirit Come down from heaven to anoint him And I'm telling you Here I got um, A a link from Chief Prophet Tyler Which is what you were talking about yesterday Norma And she's given me the same one And it says um, 2017 123 Trump orders removal of Islamic symbols practices in the White House. All of you beloved Christians who fell in love with this man literally bumped your God. You literally changed your God for this politics. Now, there's a link, and so you can figure out what the link is. I have to go there myself, so we still have to find out where the link travels because you know what? With Facebook, you got to track, track down some links, baby. Because Facebook kill off people in a minute. They kill off this honey, And social media put more people in the grave who just went to the supermarket I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, so you got to but understand that this is what this battle is about. So let's talk about this women's thing. You know, we had such a hot conversation. We almost didn't want to interrupt it to get ready for the broadcast tonight, but we wanted to. And while we're talking, you can write your, your questions or you can write your comments. And let us know what you think. But I want to give you a perspective because my job is to give you the God woman of God perspective. See, there is a, a woman perspective, and then there's the woman of God perspective. I'm the woman of God. So I'm going to give you that perspective. And so what were your, some of the things you were sharing with me, um, Ashley, before dinner, or before the showdown? Uh,
1: well, I was sharing my, some of my frustrations and even other ones that I've heard from uh, men and a lot of women. With the women's rally, and how, uh, in my opinion, it was such a waste. Mm-hmm. We pulled, they pulled together all of these women, something that has not been done before, to achieve nothing but to frustrate what? You stop nothing in the government. You stop nothing with the post inauguration anything. And we didn't rally together to stop sex trafficking. No, no. We didn't rally together to uh, even change laws. I don't know what laws or whatever. It was just disgusting the way the women were dressed in female organ zooming
0: and marketing. yeah, but, but they didn't want to be treated like sex. you didn't want
1: to be treated like yeah. yeah I have to hit
0: you know, on that one. I uh-huh. just what the so you want to walk around with coochie on your head and want, don't want anybody to think that you are coochie sister. See, that's what I'm talking about. You want to walk around there and let the world know you think through your coochie. Well, but look at who is at the head
1: of it. Thank you. We're talking about Madonna. Yes. Who is the champion? I mean, I'm sure this woman felt like she was queen of the world, but at the same time, she made a statement that could get her in a lot of trouble. It probably should. And it really should about wanting
0: to blow up the White House. Think about doing that well, well. first of all, you're a public figure. You're a celebrity. You're a public figure. And you make a statement like that, you know, and to how many hundreds of thousands of people, you realize that's insemination. You're inseminating the idea, and they're taking the authority that you garnered from your influence to use that as a, well, Madonna said it, people do it for less. So, yeah, I think that, that to me that's going too far. But that's what I like. You know what I like about this? Yeah. It shows the ugliness of the liberal yeah. agenda. I mean, I was on the plane with a, 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 sitting next to a gay man, wonderful guy. I'll be honest with you, you know, I have to see, because to me, you know, we have to separate issues. Right. And so we had a great conversation going all the way to Atlanta, and he started talking because he was a really talkative guy, and he started talking about, you know, what he felt and all of that and how he was just really sad about the whole thing. And I said, you know, let me just tell you my thoughts because, you know, Dr. Price has a thought. Mm-hmm. And so let me tell you my thoughts. I said, mm-hmm. so far, all I know is that uh, Trump made some uh, what we call inappropriate Comments. In other words, he made them publicly, and he made comments publicly that pretty much 90% of the men in America have made privately and secretly, and about 85% of the women. Because right. women always talk about how big it is and how much it's measured and counting on. So don't act like we're the purest thing on the planet. All right? Sometimes you just got to get right on down, send the kids there. Sometimes you got to get honest with this thing. And so I'm being honest. We do that. So we, and so I said to him, I, here's where I'm at on this whole thing. We have forgotten the sex issue because you all have riled us up in such a way. You have bullied us. You have pushed us in a corner. You have taken our voice. You've taken our rights. You've taken our liberty. You've drugged the simple little hardworking folks in the courts. You have cost people their jobs. You did all of that to have sex your way, not because we, we, we kept you from a job. Not one gay person can say they didn't get a job because they were gay. Because you know what? Nobody had to know it. See, I can't hide being black. He said, well, it's like civil rights. I said, baby, you're talking to a black woman. Don't talk to me about no civil rights. (laughs) I am over 60 years old. I can tell you about civil rights struggling in America. I can tell you about the civil and the no rights. Okay? And so don't tell me that. He said, yeah, right. I said, because I can't go anywhere and wash this black off my face. I can't go anywhere. I and let me tell you, sometime they hit the a black and our voice, you sound like you're an African American. I said not even my voice got to give a okay, so, okay. So, so, <laughs> like, okay. I'm like you okay? I'm saying, are you kidding me? I have walked in places, even today, with my white assistants, and you know what? They would walk right past me to my white assistant and say, "How are you, sister? How are you, Doctor Price? I'm glad to meet you. Is this true or not?" I've been there. I said, "But oh, wait a minute! In today's time, in today's time, you could have gone on the internet to find out I was gone." So I cannot hide my blackness, and I refuse to think how I lay down and deal with myself sexually is the equivalent of my life in public. I can't hide it. I, you cannot. I can't hide that. I cannot bleach my skin enough. Trust me, every little black girl in America knows about buying all that man. And my generation was anti. You know, we had the anti baby. We bleached ourselves up to some oh, great big old bumps and scars and of, And we told ourselves it worked, didn't we? It didn't. We just looked worse. Okay, so that, that argument doesn't that wash with a real black woman, and a real black man will never buy that. Not a real one. They won't buy that because they know the price we paid to come from where we came. And it was a bitter price. And because, see, you can stop having sex, and you can go to get a job. You can have had, your, had homosexual sex on the way to, nobody knows it. I cannot say, on the way to it, I wiped off my blackness. I still got to show up as a black female, and I got a problem with that. And I got a problem with all the African-Americans allowing them our fight and our push to be diminished by something so trivial. Okay. And it is trivial because you don't have to do a People have yet to die from sex. I don't know if they it on record yet. Somebody, somebody died. I know they died from having it, but not from happiness. Not, not a thing. No. Not a thing. If, I don't know that it killed anybody. You know, grow a pimple, maybe. I don't know. Make it cranky, I'm not sure. <laughs> but don't tell me that. So I said to him, But that's not my issue right now. My issue is that Donald Trump has done nothing. And if according to the laws of most countries, he wasn't in office, he wasn't, he hadn't touched the law, hadn't picked up I'm telling you, I was there and it was horrible and I thought these are Americans? This is what? The you what? No. And I, I realized then for those people that American wasn't real. I would have understood if we talked about somebody, some real injustice. The man hadn't even done justice, let alone like, injustice. He hadn't been put in position and yet you out there, you rally a, a million women to, to walk around in your underwear, to walk around and to Period. This was about she, Amazon she, fighting him. That was all it was about. And I'm telling you, I don't care about protesting is one thing. These people did not protest. I watched them. They were not protesting. They came to destroy our city. They came to defo- to, to uh, divide us. And the things that they did were aberrant. I kept saying, well, what is this, an angry Mardi Gras? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it was insane. Ugh. And I'm telling you, because see, a lot of you all are like, "Yeah, but you know, uh uh-uh, this man didn't do anything." If a man says he's going to commit a crime, and he goes and buys all of the instruments and all of the tools he needs to commit that crime, and they find out that he said it and he's holding the tools, you know, they can't arrest him.
1: Right.
0: But you, we did that. But these women did that to him. And everything about this liberal movement has been, I'm telling you so unjust, and all I can get, now I'm just one little little American, and all I can get out of this thing is that you all really went to, what really meant to wipe our country out. And I want to talk about what do other nations got to do with our election. You you take care of your little queen stuff. Take care of your little king stuff. Take care of your little other stuff because there's nothing to do. We're a sovereign country. I don't care about you running in the street about our election. I don't care. That's not news to me. But what it does say, is that there was a global plan, and that's what I want everybody in America to hear. There has to be, been, and this is just ABC thinking, I don't have any kind of, you know, res- um, or nothing like that, but there has to be a global plan to take out our country, and these people are angry because whatever they should have gotten paid for taking it out, they lost. Now, this is just an imagination in my head. I'm nobody. I'm not saying I'm anybody. I'm not politics, political, or anything like that, but I do know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, God blasted off the devil because we were supposed to be bought and paid for and gone by now. And that's why they're rioting. Who in the world heard of somebody tearing up someone's inauguration, tearing it up? Pervaders on this side, protesters on this side. And you know what I said to God this morning? I said, God, you know, I was praying. Me and God talked. I may not have a bit of power in politics, that's all right although we all know differently. But we're going to go with the fact that I don't have it. And I said, God, I ask that you write what the Liberal Party and the Democrats did down in, down in the annals of time. I'm asking that every American that watched this never forget what they did to us. I'm asking that every time they think about a comeback, I ask God to make sure that it's never forgotten, that they never lived this down that they never, that they, because uh, I was horrible. I was there, and I watched how horrible it was, and it was terrible. And I thought, I thought about it, it, a million women, let their great day, let somebody come and show up at uh, their great day. Let their wedding day go down in flames. Let their anniversary go down in flames. Let their birthday go down in flames. Let their promotion day go down in flames. Let that happen to them. I released it on them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I asked God, I said, God, I'm asking you to never, ever, ever let this be forgotten, ever. Just like we don't forget 9-11, this here was a civil 9-11 on our country. It was horrible. It was terrible and there was no reason for it. I could see if the man had already written some laws. If they didn't even have uh, uh, everything was just like females, all in imagination, all in some you know, surmising, fantasizing. You know, women get mad at men all the time for no reason. They just imagine they should be mad and then they're mad at them. Now we have a million of them got mad. That's what we
1: were talking about. This is a stereotypical <laughs> female report to something they not like. what somebody says and I'm gonna tear everything up. And then for what? And never tell you why. Never tell you why many women I read responses who weren't there who said, What exactly are we rioting about? The man just got sworn in. Twenty minutes ago. And he has his daughter in a powerful position, has married intelligent
0: women all his days.
1: All his days. And all his kids are in those and so there is nothing in his life to even say that's something like that we're going to go backwards in the law, like he's going to strip women's rights
0: uh, anywhere. Uh, Clearly, he must have been a decent businessman because they would have checked all of that out, so he must have had fairness somewhere in that arena because as as diligently as they were trying to
1: fight to keep the guy out. Anybody who has worked for him, and I have searched, read, and heard (laughs) interviews and statements, they all say the same thing. Donald Trump doesn't care if you're black, white, green, purple, male, or female. If you are the person who can get the job done the best, that's who he's going to hire. Hero. Okay. American, that. non-American. It doesn't matter. Clearly. First, wait,
0: first of all, white. Okay, first,
1: clearly.
0: Okay, <laughs> thank you. And, because I, and I said to the man, I said, my issue is that you all have bullied us, and you left us with nothing but a vote because we have anything else. I said, you didn't care about our kids being molested in the bathroom. Yep. You don't care about baby parts being sold little. You don't care about fetuses being clubbed in abortion clinics. You're, this is a real barbaric mindset that we're dealing with here. These people are barbaric. They're macabre. Yep. Because they, they don't care about any of those things. They don't care about anything except how we have sex and whether we have to. I, I, I know, that, aren't they hot over here in that queue? It's wonderful. Yes, Get, stay on, stay on. Stay on and stay mad. Stay on and stay mad. Because nothing makes you angry except injustice and blindness. And I'm telling you, this hit was crazy. I mean, even if it was peaceful, if you wanted to be taken seriously, why did you make it a melee? Why did you dress as a sex object with a whole bunch of other women? Clearly, that attire was it. And I'm telling you, you all need to track your celebrities and see what God they're serving. You need to track them because this was Mama Gaia, this was witchcraft, this was all of those feminine things. This was Sappho because, see, you have to know what you're talking about. Those were the gods and the goddesses that they were giving ritual honor to. You know? So I'm just telling you, you know, we talked about Antinous, we didn't talk about Sappho, but get my dictionary because we got Sappho in there. And so you need to recognize that. And, I'm, you know, I'm on here. What they do is their business. I'm telling you, we, you know, we, we haven't ran the prayer closet, but I am very concerned about Christians being so gullible that you will put your eternal life on the line for somebody else's argument who has never joined your God, who has hated your God all their days. And you're going to go to hell for somebody who hates your God. And then you're going to stand there talking about Jesus, I didn't know any better. You know what you're going to say? I gave your Holy Ghost for you to know better my Holy Spirit inside of you. Some of you all wanted to go. God told you to stay home. And he told you, some of you wanted to get involved, and he told you to shut up. It's not your fight. But when I recognized that, I said everything, and you can bear witness to this, Ashley, because you're probably the closest. And, and, and I, they know I don't, we don't do lying here. I got a problem with a lying prophet. A lying prophet is one of the scariest things you'll ever meet. I got a problem with it. Because see, the Bible is an example of a lying prophet because a young man is light. Okay? And so, <clears throat> see, because a lying prophet gets you killed. So I don't do that. I don't have lying prophets. And when I find out my prophets got truth issues, I sit them down. No, you can't, I can't have a lying prophet. That, that's not going to work. So, but you know, you have watched over the years everything that I told you about this old move from the time going back all the way back really to the claims. And I didn't even know you then, but oh, yeah.
1: we there? Uh, yes, I mean, you have. But well, when I met you, it was the late 90s. Mm-hmm. There you go. And so you were hot on Bill. Well, and, and just some of the arguments that you have with people close to you about who he really was and, and what really he really was. Well, and even you mentioning Sappho, you know, at the turn of the century, mm-hmm. they called us being That's right,
0: Saxons. Right. So
1: it wasn't all of this ten layers removed mm-hmm. from the actual source. They called it what it was. So yeah, you have been on this from the
0: beginning and haven't missed ever. Hmm. But the thing that gets me, you know, and we talked about this at our women's events, but the thing that really you know, another one of the things that really bothered me is that everything, every power these women have give women womanhood comes from their vagina. Yes. Yeah. Every power is not their breast, it's their crotch. Every power. Like we don't have any other power than that of laying beneath some somebody. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing else. I mean, you would think that, it, that by itself is crazy. And so sometimes we just need to say, I can talk as intelligent as you want, I wrote a dictionary, wrote a theology book, I've written textbooks, and you know what? But where God is is where that self is, because God mm. came to save sinners. Mm. Jesus said he came to save sinners, of which Paul said, I was the chief, because I killed Christians. And so God came to set the captives free. Some of these people don't even know they're captives. You know, some of them don't even know what happened to them at all. They just woke up one day, and it was crazy. And if, they, if we're talking about our country, you know, and so many parents talking about they don't believe in religion any longer. Yes, you do. And if you're a lesbian, you believe in religion. If you're a homosexual man, if you're a gay man, you believe in a religion because both of those are fertility rituals. Just like heterosexual marriage in Jesus Christ, is a ritual to Christ, and all of them are reproduce for their God. You know, when I first got called, and since I've been called, God has said to me over and over and over again, and I never knew it. I always had to go to God group. Everybody else was going to nice little theology. Let's help the family. Glory to God. It's wonderful. Let's help the kids. We're going to help the elderly. It's going to be great. We got people get off drugs. Nothing. No, not problem. No, you're going to have to go dig up these guys. And at the time that I was doing it, I was frustrated. It was so I was and, and I was scared. I was like I'm not supposed to do this, right? And I remember writing the dictionary, digging it up, and I wrote. I mean, it took me seven years. I read all those deities. You know, you saw my library. I read all those deities. I read all of those books, and half of which I never did bring here with me. And you know, and I kept reading them, and the common thing was there. The common thing, witchcraft. Sorcery, magic. And I want to say pharmacia. And sex and every one of them had homosexuality in them. Every one of them. Everyone. There was not one that didn't. And I researched them down to the end. And I realized that's how I was able to put the story together. I said, Oh, so Jesus, you can't oh okay. I got this. When I read about those old civilizations, because you cannot dig in those old civilizations and not bump up to those gods. Look at the, 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 you know, Nat Geo and all of the discovery channels and all of that. They can You have to bump up into those gods. But you and, and so it really helped me because at that time I was having all of my theological uh, colleagues tell me about, um, you know, the Bible is old and so they didn't do the Bible and whatever. And I was like, oh. So I kept reading back in Genesis the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they came down and took from among them all they chose. And they gave birth to great men of renown, which was when you read the other one, bullies, demonic giants. I said, so how old is that? I don't know. I mean, you know, I was a kid watching, you know, uh, what is it, Rosemary's Baby? Come on, how old is old? You know, and look at Supernatural. Same story in the Bible. Same story. Witch, charm, all of those. You know, Buffy the Vampire Girl. All of that. And that's nothing. Even though brain eating, eating medic that got out there today. All of them are the same stories in the Bible. Because Satan can't tell another story. Some the zombie medic or some the German them. I don't know. And think about and it's all they all heroes. Remember the some they all they all end up the same way eating brains. Eating human body parts, eating this and eating that. Why? Because that's the premise of witchcraft. You've got to eat some sort of excretion for the life of a recently dead or a young person so you can think that you're passing on life. Now, think about it. If you have to do that to pass on life, what kind of God you serving? because he can't give it to you any other way? Clearly Satan is telling you he's out of power. (laughs) Clearly, isn't he? Clearly. He's telling you, okay, you've got to eat. you've got to eat, drink urine, you've got to eat body parts, you've got to eat and drink semen or whatever, menstrual flu, you've got to do all of that, and all of those things are waste. I tell you, put the kids to bed. All of those things are waste. They're all body excrement. Now, and then you've got people who are doctors who wear a mask and put on gloves doing that in secret. That's crazy. And you have to do that. Thank God for Jesus Christ. We ain't got it. We can eat a good piece of steak or not. Nothing we take in our body is going to affect the new creation in us. Nothing that we take in is going to affect our body. And we got one blood, the blood of Almighty God. We don't have to drink it. We don't have to suck it. We don't have to rub it on ourselves. We got just the blood of Jesus Christ that covers our sins. And do you know what, Ashley? Let me just say this now. Do you know how the blood covers us? because it ran down that cross, and it mingled with the dirt of the earth. And where do we come from? We come from the dirt of the earth. And so when that blood hit the ground, it stopped the rampant death death that was running here, up and down, tearing up everybody else. And the rest of the blood that we needed for salvation, God brought it by the Holy Ghost, because in your spirit is your blood, because the blood is the life of all flesh. Oh, come on, somebody. I ain't got to eat doo-doo. My God is too awesome. Oh, see, when you say it like that, then everybody's offended. Who I don't have to eat that. I, can, I didn't have to do that. Even growing up, you know, you don't have to save the blood that, that's going in your pad every month. So you can get a little slip, so you can get some strength. That's crazy. And then you and you wonder why these people got diseases and sick up and caramel. They go out of here ugly because you're taking everybody else's ugly in. It's excrement. It's waste. And that is what they prefer. That is what and that's your choice. You know, if your God ain't able, he ain't able. You know, now that's archaic. That's Because the blood came, the Lord Jesus Christ came to obsolete those mandates. He came to render them obsolete. He came to r- literally neutralize them and to expire them, to abolish the need for them. When he said he abolished death, he meant he abolished the need for all of those death rituals to seek life. He ab- oh, Come on, sweet cheek. You know I got to hug him. I'll see you. Oh, Lord Jesus. i tell you. That's what this is all about. That's why Satan hates Christianity, because Satan can't give life. He got to make you eat death so that you can get better and then be, and mix it with your, your alcohol and mix it with your drugs so you can think you're getting stronger. But that's why God said, Be not drunk with wine. Why do you think He said that? He said, Because my spirit gives you all the joy. Because in the Old Testament, He told you to drink wine so you can enlighten your faith and have a little joy in your heart. But in the New Testament, you got the Holy Ghost. And trust me, when you move with God, you are full of joy. Full of joy. Oh, hallelujah. Are they wrong with me, asking? Him? <laughs> well, for this put all well, y'all, y'all, see, I'm glad it's on the periscope so we can just tell it where the way it is. Hallelujah. Because you know what? You don't realize that. You think, you're like, well, well I, I, just, I just want to explore the other arts. First of all, it's not an art. It's not an art. It's a ritual. They named it art to get it in school. They named it art to get it accredited. I'll break that
1: down.
0: They did not name it. But let me tell you, what you get in school and what they do in their little dark little dungeons, they're not the same. Trust me, it's not the same. Now, I'm not telling you that there's no power in it because those little devils are real. But I'm telling you that God said he spoiled principalities and powers and made to show them openly. God said that he led captivity captive. And he gave gifts to us in a result. Now think about how he wrote. It. He led captivity captive, he gave gifts unto men. Come on. Now why why are those together? Is it possible that he stripped those those that he led captivity and gave their gifts to us? Which is why he now calls witchcraft a work of the flesh, something the old testament, the other prophets never did. They never called witchcraft or sorcery or work of the flesh in the Bible, In the old testament, only in the new. That's interesting. Isn't it? They never did. Now it's the work of the flesh, and you know why? Because he led captivity captive. They have to rely on what God gave us, and the Holy Ghost is in the planet all in the way. All in the way. Blocking up everything. You know the Holy Ghost, he's gonna block up everything. He let I mean, so he when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. And captive. Now, you think about it, because I do a whole teaching on, on, on the gifts and what God did. So really, that, that power that was once literally lost in Adam, he gave it to humans, which is why they need humans to work their stuff. They can no longer work it arbitrarily, because God has shut down that side of the spirit realm to them. So they need our faith, it. they need human faith to make that happen, just like, God wants faith for our benefit so that he can prepare us to live forever in this world of faith. They need faith because that world that they were born in was based on faith. Faith in the word of God. And then those who, who, who actually ended up turning against God, put their faith in the fallen cherub, the fallen angel. So he put their faith in Lucifer. Trust me, I don't care about it. I know they got little magic stuff and all of that. I promise you, I'm not trying to say that that's not it because you should not run up in that if you don't know any better. Don't go right out here going on some sort of devil campaign because you're not ready. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you that the truth of the matter is they need us a lot more than we need them. Isn't that powerful? And let me tell you something. That's what the word of God is, and that's the word, what God says, but so you're not trained in that. And that's what prophets are supposed to be teaching instead of running around doing tricks, giving you a, a prophecy or something that got off of Google. Google words. Facebook words. Trolling social media to give you a word. Trolling your website. Trolling your page to see what you said today, baby. To be a prophet today, you better know you good, and you better know you can go deep. Because knowing somebody being able to tell people their name and address and stuff—come on, Google will tell you that. I know it because I let me tell you, Google gonna find your house, a live one, live one. And so you need to understand. You need to understand that all of that stuff or all of this stuff is to get the enemy to keep you afraid, to keep you being afraid of him. And afraid you know, and, and, and trust me, your kind of man who wants to die and then the judgment. Mm-hmm. Do you know you have more issues in your life because of you running contrary to God's life and God's holiness than our devil? I tell you, it's a lot to learn, isn't it? Yeah. Are they slow with me? Oh
1: yes. said I need
0: to get something. Jesus. How's that? Did that help? I got another one for you. Ha! Because we have to, you know, we have to do this. This is, this is important right now. My job, and I take my job, my assignment, my trust. I used to say my job, but I'm learning to say my divine trust, my Savior trust. I take my trust very seriously because he trusts me to go and get you for him not to go and get you and then oppress you and keep you in my lockdown, but to go and get you for him, that you can enjoy his liberty, that you can become partakers of his righteousness, that you can enjoy his inheritance in the saints, because that is why God did this. You understand, God was wonderful even if he had never sent Jesus to to earth, if he had never went and and, and inseminated Sarah through Abraham, if he had never established the nation of Israel, he was still God. He did not become God because he did those things. If God never came to the planet and said, let there be, he would still be God. The fact that he could say, let there be, when he got good and ready, established him as God. Let there be. He didn't have to do that. He had already worked out his problems. As a matter of fact, I ask him all the time, so why don't you do this again? Because I need to know, I mean, I ask him in sincerity. Okay, so Jesus, y'all were living good. You've gotten rid of your problem. We have devil on earth uh, uh, under arrest. You know, he's under planetary arrest. And we've got it, uh, the planet underwater. And it's a vacuum. I mean, there's nothing but this vacuum of water. I can't even understand it, too. And, and it's dark. So, you, have, you know, your families are not roaming throughout the whatever they were roaming throughout. Like they, you like that. your probably got it all settled. And why did you want to come and do this? You know, that's like somebody wanting to have kids after their kids have had kids and their kids are in college. You're like, why do you want to start all over? Do you really want to start all over again? And yet, he did. For God so loved the world. And you know why he loved the world? Because the world was in his son, and his son helped him make the world. For God so loved the world. See, everything is about Jesus, and that's the problem that the darkness has. That's that problem with Trump in that White House. What did he do? He came and he said, we're going to put a cross up in here, and we're going to stop all of these other things. For God so loved the world. And let me tell you something. I am not one of those preachers that said we're going to get rid of every other religion, because let me tell you something. If you got rid of every other religion, it invents some more because people have to choose Jesus, because his blood. Was shed just as much for them to reject him as it was for us to accept him. Because back then, you got no choice. You were born to a deity, born to a religion, or you moved in and you committed to another one, and when you did whatever that spirit wanted to do to you, that's what they did. But Jesus died. For, for he, when he said he died for sinners, he didn't, you know, because people think, well, he just, Jesus died for us, he died for our sins, he died for sinners, you better know, it. and he also died for the sinner to keep on sinning, and that's what he wants to do. That's what he means. He died for, so, you, you know, because under that evangelical gospel, God is crying He's just so brokenhearted because with people won't get saved. That is not Jesus Christ. Trust me, I'm with this man every day. I'm with him all day. And he he is a dutiful God. He is a faithful creator. He is a faithful savior. He wants to, he wants none to be lost, but he already knows that one third of the angels left the heavens because one cherub didn't want to stay. So the likelihood of God being un, unfamiliar with who will be saved and or that everybody's not going to choose it, that's kind of weird. God already knows that. See, because we're operating from the earth up, God is operating from eternity throughout creation. So he already knows that he has one-third of all those angels that he had made then who had left, who didn't want to stay in his world, who wanted to beat him up, who wanted to take his plan, try to pull a crew, cool, miss it, them out. I'm telling you that if Satan would not have been hanging in the muddy water, in no vacuum nothing, in no sloppy slouching little tree, if he had a choice. He was waiting. God gave him an opportunity to rise up, and He got literally gave him another career, a whole new leaf on life. Here's a whole new species that you can mess over, and I'm still gonna win them. And what I'm gonna do? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna replenish Earth for you. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And you're gonna be my number one deceiver. That's your new job. So you're getting out of jail. You are now on work release. This is wonderful. It's great. And so he makes and he replenishes the planet for him. It's wonderful. And he gives him all this wonderful stuff. And then he gives him two test cases. There you go. You're on. It's comforting to say that God didn't know what they would do. If God had the serpent who had already done to him all he had done, there's no way in the world God could have been ignorant or naive. So then your, the, what we don't want to do is dig into the bigger question, and that is why God did it. Ha! And that gives me an from the book. Before the garden, God's eternal Continue. You want the answers to what I'm saying? You want to know where it is? You know how you always inbox me and say, is there in the book somewhere? Well, here's the book. And the where is Dr. Paul Price dot com. So God already knows that this, this this creature can do no good because God has taken every trace of his goodness out of him. He can do nothing good. He can do a lot of things correctly. He can do evil right. But he cannot do righteousness God's way. He can do nothing good. There's no need to tell people you try to find this good, they don't have it. Not there. As a matter of fact, in order, and God will save them without it. If they're people, He'll save them and put His goodness in them. Instead, He shed His love abroad in our hearts. He uses this creature because this creature has no good at all. None. Nothing good, nothing redeemable. Otherwise, he would have been in that swamp land before he recreated the earth or so replaced earth. See, we have to think differently about God, people. I love serving this man because he loves talking. And yet, you know, we been, we deal with people all the time who want to talk about themselves boring. My God, talk to me, sweetheart. I'm going to listen. Talk on to Jesus. And so I would ask him questions. And he'd tell me so and so. And then sometimes I tell him what everybody said, and he said, is that right? I said, I don't know, Jesus, you tell me. He said, look it up. And I would have to look it up. See, we are, you know, the revelation. See, because people say, you know, the church is good on the foundation of the apostle and prophets. That church was. This church here with this revelation we got, I mean, it wouldn't be a church. Because we're running on everybody's doctrine but Christ. Wouldn't be a church. God is not crying in heaven because people aren't getting saved. God is happy that the sinner wants to stay a sinner because it keeps him and enables him to safeguard his world so he doesn't have to have a repeat of the Luciferian revolt in his world. It's a big plan. He's a big God. He's got a lot going on. He's an amazing God. And yet he loves us with his great love wherewith he loved us. And let me tell you, I only have a few more minutes, so I'm not going to waste them. but I want to say this to you. The Lord has been through sin. And frankly, he has been through hell. Jesus can honestly say, I've been through hell. Now, we might say we've been through hell. We say it, you know, you know what, allegorically, metaphorically. We can say whatever. No, Jesus can say, oh, no, you can't tell me about it. I've been through hell. He was through hell with us when we were cutting up, through hell with, the, with the, the serpent, and then he had to go through hell as a mortal man. And you know what? God is not confused about the afterlife. He's not confused about what he writes. He doesn't have a whole lot of debates about that. He did not have any questions. See, religion has to have debates because it's one man's fought against another. Deities don't have those debates. They have clashes. Who's going to win? Who's not? Who's going to rule? Who's not? Who's going to own this body of people? Who's going to own that body of people? And Jesus already took over that for all the earth is mine. As a matter of fact, before Jesus incarnated, he says in Ezekiel, all souls are mine. huh? But we're teaching that he didn't have any souls until he rose from the dead. So, God, I don't know, God, which is it? These are interesting questions. And I love talking about the king. I'll talk about him and his world all day long because you know he's my honey. He's my sugar, the sugar pot, Jesus. But I'm telling you, don't let these people fool you. God wants nothing in his planet who doesn't want him on earth. He does not want anything with him forever who can't stand him for a moment. Don't let anybody teach you, God is not going to let that problem back into his world. And if you agree with the problem, and the problem creator, then you will not be with God. You know, you're walking around trying to find out who God's going to have in heaven, who he's not going to have in heaven, you assume everybody want to be there. People, not only does the devil not want to be in heaven, it's not in him to want anything God, so he never wants heaven. So stop telling people that God's going to save him in the end. He doesn't want to be saved. God took the ability for him to want to be saved out of him. It's God. He may want to get back in for the sake of power, but not because he wants to be redeemed. Honey, let me tell you, because, you know, those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. You keep going, you, and you're sitting in these stuff. Yeah, because God said he won't save the devil. You think about all you people walking around here talking about, when I, you know, I used to say it. I say it today jokingly. I don't say it like I don't know the truth. You're working around there. Boy, when I get to heaven, I'm going to talk to Eve. If you would see Eve, you wouldn't make it to heaven. <laughs> yeah. If you get to have a conversation with Eve, baby, you wait downstairs. If you think that God was going to save Adam after Adam sold his entire human race, to his enemies, you better think again. Because, see, we have taken humans have taken out nations from this. See, you believe, because you're dealing with a theology, but let's deal with God's experience because God has had an experience. He has lived these consequences. We're imagining them on earth. He has lived these things. He already knows that if he lets that thing back one more time, it's over. If he, lets him, if he lets him come past the gate, past the periphery, it's over. He is not about to lose. He's not going to let him come and sneak him in into a, 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 a fake saint. That's not going to happen. And you should know God. You should know your God. Does this speak to any of you all? Because you are tripping, you're playing around with your salvation as if you don't think that it's real. And I'm telling you, God will lovingly, he might even give you a little sugar on the way down, but down you're going. Here's your last kiss from your heavenly father. See ya. Why? Because he's got to defend the world he made before ours. He's got to keep what was given to him. He's got to keep what he earned. Jesus can't let you get past because his father is going to judge him for letting you through. That's why he said. we keep talking about, Jesus, I'm the door. Yeah, but doors go both ways. Doors swing open and they shut. We always keep talking about the open door. But there's a shut door too. And the people that God doesn't want to save cannot make sense out of him. He gets on their nerves. He aggravates them, etc. until he's ready to save them. And then when he does, all of a sudden, he, he lifts all of, his, all of his little blind things and everything, lifts them. And people say, oh, I believe Jesus Christ. Save me from my sins. They can't say that until God's ready because we don't own eternity. You know, we walk around talking about we can just, we can just count on ourselves then in heaven. We can't even count on ourselves getting up tomorrow. And I say these things because the truth must be told. I'm not talking fire and brimstone only. I'm talking eternal world. I'm talking of eternal residence and what it takes to live in that residence. That's very important. And we have residences here that if you're not of a certain state, Certain stature, certain class, certain certain income bracket. You can't get in no matter how much you want to. You can dust it. You can clean it. You can wash it down. You can just draw over it. And guess what? At the end of your shift, you have to go home. don't listen to people i don't know who i'm talking to tonight but i'm talking to someone tonight and you are full of false doctrine so many christians have been saved with a false gospel a false gospel equals a false salvation because it came from a false christ which means you are a false christian see she's on it and i want you to think about this as we wrap up this night and as we go forward, you can argue all day long about whether or not this man should or shouldn't be here. But the first thing he did was give glory to the God you say you want to live with forever. You say you are a member of. He glorified that God, and you still prove that you did not want Jesus. Because if you don't want Jesus in the White House, you don't want him in the palaces of heaven, because it's the same Jesus. I've had a blast. Love you all. She's giving me 60 seconds. Go to my website, drpaulaprice.com. Make sure you get my webinar from last night. I'll be back Thursday morning for the Paula Price Show. Hallelujah. Where We're going to talk about some more good stuff about Jesus Christ. And then Thursday evening, prophetic end. Until then, have a great, great day tomorrow. Love you much. Good night.